Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. And in this episode, I interview Andrew and Michelle Munoz of Moose Craft Barbecue in East L.A. Moose is one of the premier Central Texas-style barbecue joints in the state of California. They began slinging barbecue in early 2017, and in a short period of time, they've been able to create a tremendous following. They've grown their Instagram to over 20,000 followers. They consistently sell out. They've been featured on Man Fire Food with Roger Mooking, Eater LA, uh, most recently Food and Wine, and many other articles. Their love for barbecue stemmed from trips to Texas, where they've been to do research and gather valuable knowledge from other top pitmasters in the state. Uh, we met over some huge burritos in a historic uh, East LA restaurant, El Tepeyac, located in Boyle Heights. So I apologize for the dishes clattering. I guarantee you will learn some things that you didn't know before. I hope you enjoy the show. This is Moosecraft Barbecue. Right, we're here with the High Crush Barbecue Show. So I'm sitting here with Moosecraft Barbecue. We have Michelle and we have Andrew. Yeah, they're the owners. Excited to have you. Thank you for being on the show. Hey, yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So I moved my family out to California about a year and a half ago. And no friends, no family, no barbecue for a while. Yeah. And, you know, I, I reached out to my buddy, Brett. And I said, man, I can't find good barbecue out here in California. He said, go check out these guys, Moosecraft Barbecue and Trudy's Underground Barbecue. I heard those guys are legit. So this is the first barbecue joint I ever went to. And little did I know we were going to become such good friends. So, yeah, I mean, going back to that day when I went, I remember looking you up and you had like 2,500 followers. And um, I'm like, oh, okay. These, you know, it was, I think, January, early, early 2018. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. There was a huge line. My kids went with me. The Iron Triangle. The Iron Triangle. It's a great brewery, too, by the way. I ended up taking some beer with me because it was really, really good. But getting up to the front and seeing you slicing that brisket, which was beautiful. I saw pictures of it and seeing your crew hustling. And I had talked to you over uh, Instagram. I mean, that just brought me back home, right? And seeing your pit, they're all fired up, which mm-hmm. is beautiful pit out there. Yeah, the fat sack, yeah, it was the parked right stack. on the yeah, it was parked right on the street. Yeah, and I was lucky. I, I got to meet uh, Mason Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Sheldon was Sheldon, out there. Yeah. So you guys are native Angelinians. Were you born and raised here? Born and raised yeah, in Los Angeles. Okay. In LA, I lived in Northern California for a couple of years when my dad transferred up to Fresno for oh, okay. his uh, truck driving job. Okay, uh, and then we moved back to California, so so or North, Southern California. So a lot of the California influences. Mm-hmm. What kind of prompted this whole barbecue thing for you guys? Like barbecue is not really huge here, right? Not at all. It's more just barbecue, but when. When you think, well, barbecue out here, when people think barbecue, it's like asada or like burgers and, you know, just stuff that's real fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like on Michelle's side of the family, well, barbecue is a lot better over there. But Yeah. But. You know what? Let's, <laughs> let's go back. So how did you guys meet? We met in high school. Um, my freshman year, I met Andrew. He was a junior. And uh, we kind of met through, we met through his cousin, who I was... She was like, hey, I know this girl, She, I think she likes you. <laughs> and, uh, but I had this big zit on my nose, so I was hiding. And <laughs> I had braces too, and I think my cousin told her, oh, he doesn't want to meet you because 
he had this big Zenyon <laughs> and then Michelle being Michelle was like well I want to meet him more now you know just to give me a hard time yeah. so I would go yeah. and I'd be come on take me where your cousin's at I want to meet this guy with a big zish show me where he's at <laughs> and I would go creep up and, and try to find him where he would always have like this hangout spot same spot every day with like his group of friends and he avoided me until I guess he felt comfortable <laughs> until that zit went down and we, <laughs> we finally met and uh, and it just took off like that. We became just really, really close, really, really good friends. We're still, you know, not just husband and wife, but we're best friends. And uh, we've been together now 20, 21. This year will be 22 years 22 in total. Years, yeah. Wow. And married Congratulations. now. Thank you. And today's Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Valentine's, yeah. She's been my Valentine for 22 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> Diana couldn't have picked a better, a better partner. That's so, awesome. I'm so grateful. You know, a lot of times what you see in this barbecue community is these power couples. You guys are definitely one of them. I know um, the Buckmans at Corkscrew were mm-hmm. high school sweethearts, yes. and it's really cool. Uh, you guys work extremely well together. I don't Bert, know. Bert and his wife. Bert and his wife are yeah. high school, high school sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, I guess you need somebody like that to be by your side to be as crazy uh, enough to do barbecue like you guys do. It's a lot of work. And to do mm-hmm. it underground, to start it underground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what were kind of your influences to start doing barbecue? Um, so just kind of going way back as a kid, you know, my dad he used to work for, uh, I guess it's Cisco now. Okay. But, uh, you know, they distribute like... Yep you know restaurant product to everywhere and before it was se reichoff and it's funny because fast forward to today where we do our pop-ups at smorgasbord mm-hmm. that's the old se reichoff yard so if you look up on the top of that building it still says se reichoff oh, so, wow. uh, so yeah he's familiar with that whole lot um but so when we were kids like he would just get all kinds of product you know like, and that's pops re- like you're talking about your dad and i'm dad, like yeah. Like, oh, wait, that's Pops. I see him all the time. Oh, wow, that's cool. He helps us at our pop-ups. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, you know, we'd go in the weekends. We'd always have family over and, you know, we'd do barbecue. It wasn't very good. My dad would burn everything. He still does. (laughs) If I don't watch him, you know, those ribs go a little long, uh, go a little too hot. But, um, yeah, so it was just kind of that. I always loved it. Um, And then what triggered real barbecue was, like, a trip to Texas because my former day job that I was with for 13 years, I was always going to Texas, like uh, every quarter I would go like maybe two, three times, mainly Dallas. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I went to a couple bad places and, you know, one of my coworkers one day, she was just like, oh, what'd you do? And I was like, I went and tried to find barbecue. I heard it's good out here, but, you know, where I went was okay. And and I forget where where it was that I went. She was just like, oh, I'm sorry, we'll let you do that. what are you doing today? And I was like, I'm trying to find better barbecue, obviously. And she was like, oh, I have a place, let's go. So she took us to, or she took me and another coworker to Lockhart Smokehouse, the okay. original one. And uh, I think it's Bishop Arts or yep. something like that. Out in Dallas area, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we went out there and it just blew my mind. Like I'd never seen a beef rib that big, you know, it's like out here you just see beef ribs, those shiners, mm-hmm. you know, they're more like the back beef ribs versus the plate. And uh, so I had ordered everything else, and then I ordered the beef rib, and I was just like, oh, my God, you know, it was like as big as my forearm. And I took one bite, and I sent her a picture, and I was like, check this out. All these years of my dad trying to push you, to, uh-huh. you need to have barbecue in yeah, Texas. And it was, yeah, you need to have barbecue that too. in Texas. Like, I always like meat and, you know, those types of foods. And, and, uh, and her dad was just like, oh, whenever you go, you got you to gotta try barbecue. You got to try it. I heard it's really good. So that was also one of the reasons why I was like, trying to find it trying to find something good and uh so when i found it i was just like oh my god so i came home practiced on a weber 
you know, Weber led to a little drum smoker, and then the drum smoker led to a small offset, which I thought was a beast at the time. It was a, a Yoder uh, Wichita loaded uh, model. Mm -hmm. So it had like the offset weight to hold the Dora because obviously, you know. That baby started it off. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that thing was like 700, 800 pounds, and I thought it was just this. It tank. was a beast to us. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, fast forward, like, I think eight months later, we started doing. Um, I wanted to cook barbecue every day. So um, Michelle. You know, you could thank her for kicking off moves because she was just like, well, we should like cater because we would get invited to birthday parties or, you know, like if there was a big fight, you know, like we'd go and I would bring like cold pork or I'd bring a brisket, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, because I couldn't eat it every day, but I wanted to make it every day. So any opportunity I had, I would make it. So then at the end of 2016, we try to cater it. And, you know, nobody's going to hire you if they don't know you or if What's they haven't tried it. What's your food like? Yeah. So it was mainly family and friends like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll take yeah. a brisket, I'll take some ribs. And then uh, we started seeing other, you know, there's always been some type of underground food movement out here in L.A. And... Um, yeah, that's one thing that's totally different from mm -hmm. Texas. Yeah. You know, yeah, you they don't... call it underground. It's still pop-up, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah these... these I mean, and there's everything. Like, yeah. You can find pupusas and gorditas and tacos. and Even full bars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Full bars. That's awesome. And so so we decided to, to, we created a page and we were like, you know, up all night one day. Like, we had a list of names. and What are we going to name it? What are we going to name it? And originally it didn't have moves in it at all. I was like, I don't really want to do moves because, you know, moves came from high school. And uh, one of my teachers, he would take role and... Um, you know, for Munoz, he would just call me Moo, and you know, and so it stuck. It was probably Mu, and my friends just called me Moo. Like yeah. Now. And uh, so everything was. That's new. interesting because most people probably think that's because of the cow, the but cow. Yeah, no, it was because my, of your name. My, my yeah. name, yeah. And uh, so that just stuck with me, and 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 uh, we created like a couple names, and then like we shared with friends, and they're like, "No, you got to put Moo's in it. Like that's perfect." So so it was like, "All right, so Moo's barbecue," and then it was like, "Oh, well, let's do craft barbecue." And I think it was Moo's craft meats originally, and we changed it around. We settled with Moo's craft barbecue, and, we, and it stuck. And so we did our first pop-up February Yeah, I, wait, I waited. So every time he would cook, I would post. I would try to, you know, take some cool pictures. You know, Instagram's all about the photos. And I would hashtag the heck out of it. And I said, once we reach at least a couple hundred, let's try and do this, like, underground pop-up thing. Let's see how it goes, you know? Yeah. So we got, like, around two-something. We decided we're going to do it this weekend. We did it, I think it was February 22nd or 23rd. Third, I can't remember. Yeah. This is 2017. And how, how much food did we make? How many briskets? Do you remember how much we cooked? I probably did like <laughs> two to three briskets. You know, it was a little Something yogurt. Really small, yeah. yeah. And uh, like maybe like four racks of ribs and some pulled pork. Some pulled pork. I made a few sides. And no sausage, you know, not back then. And <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Uh, so a couple sides and, and some uh, agua fresca. Yeah, we made agua frescas and then, or she did. And uh, and she made like five different sauces, you know, because we weren't really settled on any particular sauce at that time. And uh, we just put out, I just put out a, a post and said, hey, there's a DM going on on this side of town and uh, a pop-up, pop excuse me. And, uh, you know, if you guys are interested, send us a DM and uh, we'll let you know where it's at. And with time, we just started getting like these little DMs popping up. And hey, we want to try your food looks good. Let us know where it's at. We want to come down. And we didn't really know how to go about it. And and we we're just like, man, it's kind of risky. You know, who, who do we know who we're inviting? And this is our house. Yeah. But you know what? We, we want to do this. So 
screw yeah. it. Let's just drop Let's in and give them our, our uh, address. They I mean, the pop-up. We didn't know what to expect. Other than the people that were coming, we didn't really expect to get any heat anyway. Right. You know, just like a little backyard barbecue. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we did that, and like we sold out that first day, and we were just like, <laughs> Within wow. three hours. Yeah. It was <laughs> I mean, it took us three hours to sell a couple of briskets, but we still sold them. <laughs> and yeah, it was just really cool. Like, we were so happy. Like, I we think we, Michelle recently posted a picture of our first pop-up. Yeah. And we had the little butcher paper and we wrote sold out on it. And uh, I just remember the feeling of like how looking at the people come sit down in our backyard mm -hmm. and enjoy the food, their reactions. And just I remember how good it felt inside yeah. to mm -hmm. see people like really other happy. people that you've never met mm -hmm. just sit down and enjoy something you've put so much love and attention to. And then to continue to see them come back, you yeah. know, to our pop-ups was just really what continued to to motivate us to continue to do these. You know? So cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Well, so what was the time frame? Well, 2017? Oh, this was 20, yes, February of 2017. February of 2017. Yes. And then I okay. think at that point we were doing them like once a month. They were like, all right, let's do it again in a month. And yeah. Like I wanted to do them sooner. Just like, ah, months like a long ways. And. So we did it again in another month. Well, we realized we realized we really wanted to do them, and we had yeah. so much fun. So we're like, but well, we can't do this every weekend because yeah. Andrew had his full time job. Yeah, we have two little boys, and uh, we thought, well, we need to find a balance. We can't do them every month. We want to do them more every other weekend, and yeah. we committed to that. So every other weekend, mm -hmm. we would do these pop ups in our backyard. And even and then, though, it wasn't like. That was what we tried to commit to, but it was just like, oh, well, we can't do it, we can't do it. And yeah. sometimes it was like once a month, and sometimes it was twice. But uh, And then there was like a good period where we didn't do one for like maybe two months. It just because of the weather and, you know, just busy schedules. And uh, But whenever we weren't doing it, we just wanted to get back out there and do it. And I remember that first pop-up. I was so like, I was happy that we did it, but I was so disappointed in the food because the wood was a little wet it wasn't quite right oh okay and so like the ribs were a little too smoky you know like i knew it but you know uh, a lot of people didn't really notice it and i was just like all right fine but you know the next cook i made sure that i had some ready wood that was nice and seasoned to go with the wood that i already had and I, you know and as you go you learn how to and yeah the firebox is much smaller so so that it's not running as hot and so that wet wood's going to take a little bit longer to catch and so yeah. it, was, it was it was a rough cook but yeah we learned so for california it was probably amazing right yeah. especially <laughs> that's 2017 true. you that's know that's true yeah i've been to some pretty bad places around yeah, I mean, we actually had some people who would come you know they came because they they'd been to texas and they were just like oh let's try it out and uh, you know like they didn't come back for a while afterwards but then after you know, after we started, you know, getting a bigger following and getting more out there and, and refining what we were doing, uh, they started coming back and, you know, now they're, a lot of them are regulars from like even our like early, early day pop-ups, so it's kind of cool. Were you still in that Yoder or are you still work, working yeah. we were on it for a while? Yeah, we used the Yoder to, till the, like, what was it, like June or July of uh, 2017? I would say so. Yeah, uh, so, and... And we max that sucker out. I mean, that yoder. If you look it up online, it's yeah, it's not that big. Uh, it's maybe like thirty inches wide by twenty deep. Mm -hmm. And so you know, it had the second shelf on there. But even then, it's only designed for like maybe two briskets, a couple racks of ribs. You know, just like backyard little cooking. And I squeezed six briskets on that sucker. So you know, I, I learned that if I flip the top grade, I got an extra inch. So that fatty, 
part of the brisket would just clear the door and so it was just like constant rotation that was crazy. And like you know because it's no you know everything's real close to that firebox and those so, cooks were so long because yeah. you had to wait until the briskets were done to then add the ribs or then uh -huh. add the pulled pork like, and yeah like six racks of ribs afterwards and, gosh yeah. so you did that for man for a pretty good stretch almost six months yeah yeah and then while you were working though at the same time on the 250 yeah, that you were building so, so we were doing that and then at the end of 27 uh, was it 17 or 16 i think it was like around the same time we had also bought a 250 uh, it was just a shell someone was building a reverse flow out of it and um, they just got too busy so it was in their garage for like over a year and so i was just like oh cool i'll take it like the door was cut out i knew if i cut more into it i wasn't going to blow up and uh michelle was happy with that so uh <laughs> so we bought that guy and it sat in our backyard for a while until like we absolutely needed to get it done and uh, in march of what was it 2017 uh, i found out my brother's friend was a welder and so I reached out to him, and he was just like, oh, yeah, sure, I could do that. And he didn't realize it was, like, all quarter-inch plate, and he did it for super cheap. But uh, uh, so after my day job, I'd come home, and I'd have, like, an hour or two of daylight. I'd, like, line up the doors, um, do my markings, and then, like, you know, I got the grinder, started cutting. And uh, so I did a lot of that work, and then my brother's friend would come, and then i tell him, this is how I want it, and I'd show him pictures. Uh, it was funny because I showed him pictures of... Um, uh, uh, Dennis Roach's pits is Google Actual now, but um, he had a 250 that he built before he started his business, and I was just like, this is what I'm trying to make, and I showed, Dennis had posted a bunch of detailed pictures even back then when he was building it, so I'd show him all these pictures, and he was just like, oh, okay, I got it, I could, we can do that, so we did it, and we knocked it down in a couple of months, and it's funny that the day that it was done, uh, I think I used it for like a week, and then I ended up getting a fat stack 500, so I had a 250 and a 500, like all wow. within one month. Yeah. So that was a big jump, right? Yeah. Huge. From yeah. the Yoder to now you Huge. have a 500 and a 250 at uh -huh. the same time? Yeah. And then we ended up selling the 250 at the end of the year. Okay. At the end of 2017. And were you selling out every, I mean, you were doing yeah. it once a month? Yeah. We were fortunate to sell out pretty much every single time for the most part. I mean, maybe we'd have a rack of ribs, but never any brisket. Uh, and then uh, fast forward to like, was it like June-ish, May or June of 2017, uh, uh, Eater had come out, Farley, if you might have met him yep, at this Farley point. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, he came out to our home pop-up and um, I invited him. And I remember he said, oh yeah, he's like, it looks cool. He's like, I'll try to make it, you know, I'm, I'm not promising anything, but I'll try to come one of these days. And we were just like, all right, cool, yeah, thank you. And, uh, and then I remember like, it was like four or five in the morning and I was finishing my cook and I was just like dead tired. And Michelle woke up, she's like, Andrew, did you see that text or that DM? And I was just like, no, what did I miss? And she's like, Farley said he's coming today. I was like, oh, shit, I got like the second boost of energy and we yeah. knocked it out. He came and we already had a pretty good line in our backyard. Like the, I went to the gate and it was like a little backyard party. It was like BYOB. That's exactly what it was. Oh, yeah. It was, so, it was yeah. a big party in the backyard. And so for, for folks that don't know, Farley Elliott. He's the senior editor of Eater LA. Okay, perfect. And uh, so he came. That's out. a big deal, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he came, and he liked the food, and uh, you know, because it's one thing he can come and he'd be like, "All right, cool." And then if it's not his thing, he won't mention it or write about it or whatever. But he liked it. We we're fortunate enough that he liked it, and uh, he was just like, "Yeah." He's like, "This is kind of cool," because he he has a book on street foods. Yep. And uh, so it kind of played toward to his alley, and he was just like, "Well, yeah, I, I could write about this because you're you're doing kind of like." 
street food in East LA, but it's not your typical street food, and you're doing it at your house all throughout in your East backyard. Angeles, yeah, you know? he's like, and you know you're not supposed to be doing that, right? <laughs> or like, yeah, he's like, so if you guys are down, like I'm down to write a piece about you guys, but know that um, you're going to be more on the spotlight. You, you could be, and so you'll just have to be ready for that. And so we talked about it, and. Yeah, I wanted it. I wasn't too nervous. Michelle was a little more hesitant. She's like, oh, I don't know, you know. And so I convinced her and we did it. And, and you know, we we did a, a public pop-up like a month later or like a week after that came out. Oh, mm-hmm. that was rough. And that was a nightmare. It was fun, but the line was long and it was just her and I and one friend. Oh, wow. And son that helped. And we had gone and from, yeah, doing our pop-ups in the backyard, which just really was Andrew and I and every once in a while a friend or two would come in and offer some help and yeah and we just our friends were real supportive even today but even when we were doing them in the backyard they just loved to see what we were doing and and uh the reception the response we were getting from the public and so just like the high school friends that I hadn't talked to in a long time they were just like if you need help like we'll come down we'll help you out and so they would come and they'd rotate some would come like every weekend and some would come uh you know, like once a month or when they were off on a weekend or when they just had time. And so we appreciated that. And uh, so then once we, we started doing brewery pop-ups, you know, that's a little bit more commitment. And they would help a little bit here and there, but it was mainly me and Michelle. And then my dad started getting involved. And then I have my my cousin who was pretty consistent with us and she still helps us. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how we just gradually grew. Yeah. yeah. From the moment that I started, which kind of going, now we're kind of up to when I met mm-hmm. you guys. You had like, like I said, I remember looking you up, and you had a little, you know, about 2,500 followers. Mm-hmm. Now you're at like twenty thousand plus followers, and it's yeah, we just had twenty this year. Yeah, uh, like a couple weeks ago. So it's it's crazy that in a matter of a year, you guys have done so many big things. What do you attribute that to? I don't know. I think we just try to put out the best food every single week. Um, even if we're dead tired, we don't cut corners. We always try to make it as consistent as possible because mm-hmm. we know people might be coming for the first time. We know people could be coming for the fifth time and we want to make sure that it's just as good as it was when they came the first time. Mm-hmm. And we want to give that experience to the person coming for the first time. So yeah. I think it's those things and we never get like caught up in it like ourselves. Like, right. you know, like, you know, we're still just a little small barbecue pop up. You know, we mm-hmm. do it at Smorgasburg and we've been fortunate enough to get a little bit of exposure that we never thought we would get and we just don't let it get to us like uh we we try to stay as humble and you know down to earth as possible and our our, our followers see that you know yeah. we're, we're, we try and to keep even, it real and even though we don't do them in the backyard anymore i think we still you know try to bring that experience even wherever we are whether we're at a brewery you know just make people feel very like at home and mm-hmm. like welcome that right. even though you know they're not entering our home technically you know this is our home this 10 by 10 little tent that we are this is our home and we want you to enjoy the food and feel comfortable and and feel comfortable with us and and yeah we we also have our friends too that that, at least for me they keep me humble yeah uh uh, we were at the rams game they're playing the chiefs uh you know at the end of the season and uh we we were at the uh is it the corona beer garden or something like our beach house and I'm in line with my buddy and uh, and some guy standing next to me, he's like gonna order his beers and he's like, what's that, Moose Crab Barbecue? And I was just like, oh shit. And so I started talking to him, he's like, yeah, and he's like, I, I went to your, your pop-ups at your house a couple times. And so we were just talking for like five minutes or whatever. And then I turned back after we were done and my friend's like, you're not that cool. <laughs> so, you know, 
The keepless injectors. Yeah, man, I've been to those long lines. Um, you know, so you were popping up at breweries about maybe once or twice a month, right? Yeah. We we had a busy January in 2018. We got an email and they asked us to be on Vampire Food, so. We did that show channel. for the cooking channel. Wow, Lucy. that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was that, that was, was a really crazy. cool experience. How Roger did that was, come about? You yeah. just out of the blue, or you what? just got to check your emails. I so was we so just excited. got an email like, uh, yeah, I, Michelle. I, 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 was I, I was getting out of the car to yeah. do something, and like I closed the door, and Michelle was like, Andrew, and I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, check this email, and I was just like, oh shit, you know, that's pretty cool. And uh, like, so we responded back before I went to go do what we were going to do. And, um, and that's Roger Muthin's show. Yeah. And I remember when the cooking channel started. I've always been into cooking and food since I was a very little girl and small, small. And I used to watch his show. He used to have um, a show called Everyday Exotic. And I used to watch it religiously. And um, she had a little Roger Muthin crush back I then. Did. <laughs> I did. Totally little bobblehead and everything. And. Uh, because he would make good food and he would jam on the little like he he'd think he would like have <laughs> he sings yeah he, sings, yeah. he just kind of sings yeah. raps and um, when we got that message I was just like there's no way I mean it was just like I used to watch this guy all the time yeah. working and, and never in a million years did I ever think that you know he would be coming to meet with us and try our food and see what we do and so that was just incredible i was starstruck so sure. that like really put a big spotlight on you you know oh, you have yeah. you have farley elliott writing an article about you you have uh mooking doing a show with you yeah and then and even at the end of 2017 we got featured on LA like times. Uh, the la times Jeez. it was um us ragtop fern and some other barbecue guy we got featured on the la times on the weekend edition yeah and uh that was like really cool it was a guy who came to our pop-up at our house the same weekend. That Latinos far- who made barbecue. Yeah. That's what it oh, is. Really? That was just oh, I, love I, think, it. I think one of the captions was like Tex Angelinos or something yes. like that. Nice. Like that's what the headline of it was. Uh, and it made the the cover of the weekend the weekend times, which was just like wow, we never expected to ever be on you know, any publication, let alone the LA Times. So we'll have to I'll have to pull up that uh, link and, and post it on uh, Instagram. Yeah. That's a, that's super cool, super man. Cool. Yeah. So Imagine, like a lot of other places, once you start getting that spotlight, the haters come out, you know, and you start having. So I, I understand you had some issues. I think it's well known throughout the barbecue community that yeah. you guys had some issues. So yeah, t- you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Some folks that are tuning in from other areas. Yeah, I mean, we do get a good amount of DMs like, oh, "How'd you guys get started? What'd you guys do about the health department?" Mm-hmm. So because it's it's a lot different here than it is in Texas, right? Well, well, I guess I mean, rural offset. I guess rural parts right. of Texas are right. awesome because I mean, we talk to. A lot of these other guys, when you talk to Leonard, do you talk to anybody trying to open up barbecue in the big city, Texas? Uh-huh. And they're having a lot of the same issues. Oh, like, okay. Um, it's not as easy as it appears from, you know, outside looking in. And, um, yeah, so when we started, it was just like, well, one, it was just a hobby. It was just for fun. And so, like, we're well, we don't need permits. We're just going to do it every once in a while. And then we started doing it in public. And there's a lot of guys out here that are still doing it that way. Like, they don't have health permits. They don't prep sure. kitchens. And, you know, more power to them. I hope they never get shut down. Right. Um, but uh, we weren't that lucky. We, 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 I guess, had too much attention on us. And um, I don't know if it was a hater or what it was. We, we all kind of have an idea of who it might be at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were just doing our thing. And um, 
I think it was April. Yeah, it was it was because it was April twenty second because four twenty was that Friday, and I don't know why I remember that, but <laughs> <laughs> they came they came uh, on that weekend and they shut us down. Uh, we had kind of had a, a hint that they were probably going to come because a month prior um, we did the same brewery where we got shut down and the police department came, and it was a local de- police department where we grew up. And so I have a couple friends that are, you know, actually Montebello PD, and uh, one retired. And uh, so I called them and said, hey, dude, this, we got here and uh, there's someone inside wanting to talk to us. He was just like, oh, who is it? I told him and he was just like, oh, shoot, you know, that person's cool. They probably just want to talk to you really quick. You know, I'll, I'll be there right now anyways, if anything. And so my buddy showed up. He didn't have to even get out of his car, but we went inside and we talked to... Uh, to the police officer inside and she was just like, oh, I just wanted to come and check it out. We got a complaint um, over the radio. So, you know, it's my job to come investigate it. We're pretty tight with the brewery. So we just wanted to give them a heads up. But you guys, you know, do your thing. She was like, my thinking is if they don't like you, they don't have to come, you know. Uh, But if you guys have permits, make sure you have them on display because if they're calling us, they're probably calling the health department too. They're trying to do whatever they can to stop you guys from doing what you're doing. And uh, so then, Fast forward even like that next day, like Monday um, after that incident, um, we got a call from Angry or uh, Iron Triangle, which was the brewery that you met us at, and it was specific to that pop up. The uh, one of the guys that owns it, he was just like, "Hey, he's like, I just want to give you guys a heads up. Uh, someone called. I don't know. They said they were the health department, but it sounded kind of fishy to me." They said that she, they called around six. You know, they called around o'clock. six, seven, and same thing with another. It was the same pattern. We called. They called all the breweries that we did pop ups at, saying that our food got everybody sick, like 15, 16 people sick, and <laughs> and you guys shouldn't have them back anymore. Blah blah blah. We're just like, um, that's kind of excessive, you know. Like we're a social media kind of based company, so everything we do is social media, you know, based. Like we post everything. We're not hiding. So if someone needs to get a hold of us, it's very easy just to send us a message. Like, hey, yeah. I don't know what happened. Um, but your food got us sick. Uh, it got me sick. It got all my friends sick, or whatever. We never, never got that message. Yeah. And um, so at that point, we were just like, you know what? Well, just an upset customer, or uh, someone that's upset that the or, line was too long, or, yeah, or something. Right. something you, know? you know, it's that right. way, and they're not familiar with our process and and Texas barbecue in general. Like, if it, you know, if it's good or if it's worth anything, there's going to be a line. Yeah. And that's what it was. And uh, so, so we had that issue. We got shut down in April. And uh, we didn't know what we were going to do. We were just like, well, maybe we just call it a day if it's, um, it was fun. But maybe we just call it at that point just because, you know, we, I had a day job and it, we were doing pretty good with that. And um, well, What was your day job? I don't think we oh, ever covered that. Uh, so I did a commercial insurance. Uh, okay. I was a medical malpractice underwriter for hospital systems. Oh, okay. Uh, for one of the larger uh, insurance companies in the U.S. Uh, okay. So okay. I did that. And uh, so we were just like, well, we don't really need to do this. Uh, you know, it was so fun. You know, I love doing it. I can still do it on the side. Uh, but we don't have to do these public pop-ups anymore. That's mm-hmm. not really what I wanted, but uh, it was just like, well, if it's too much of a process, it's LA, our smokers, blah, blah, blah. And so we took like two months off, right? And um, we we met with the health department because they shut us down, so we had to have a mandatory follow-up meeting. They gave us uh, like a roadmap to get back up and running. They gave us a little bit of guidance. Uh, some of it was helpful, some of it was not so much. And uh, but we just took it and ran with it, and we had already met with a couple of kitchens before getting shut down. So we, we had, were looking into. We were already, it to, yeah. yeah. So we had already formed an LLC. We were paying taxes. We weren't like completely underground. We didn't want like 
to get shut down and they get slapped with like a, a bill from Uncle Sam saying you owe us all this back taxes. Right. So, right. so we were already making the those conscious The only thing we were effort. missing was just that health permit. Mm -hmm. and, and we needed to work with the commissary kitchen. I mean, that, that was important. the only It's the only step. thing we were missing, but it's probably one of the most important pieces. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. And so, so yeah, so we, 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 uh, we met with the kitchen and uh, we told them our story and, you know, they were just like, you know what, like, that sounds awesome. Like everybody has to start somewhere and most of our, most of our, you know, uh, kitchen staff, all of the people that signed up there, you know, they started from their backyard, they, you know. They started and, from their kitchen, um, they started from somewhere, yeah. And yeah. she, she didn't have any concern with our smoke issues. She was like, you know what, she's like. You know, some of the best things are done in the gray area. Like you just have to do it, and we'll figure it out. Yeah. And uh, so she's had our back from day one. That's and, awesome. Uh, she was just this like, is our kitchen, crafted kitchen. Yeah, yeah. crafted awesome. kitchen. Um, the owner is uh, Cindy Cindy Thompson. And she's amazing. She yeah. So uh, so we started doing our stuff out of there, and she was just like, you know what? Like if you guys are going to get shut down, like at least you're prepping here and you're cooking here. So like. If, they, if anybody comes, if anyone tries to start something up, like, we can argue, like, how, what better setting can you have to do it? Like, you're doing everything in our kitchen, and you're literally walking right out of the door and throwing it on your smoker, so, like, it's as safe as you can do it. Yeah. And so, she was just like, just do it here, and I can try my best to defend it, and we never had any issues. She welcomed yeah. us into um, her place, like, that's like great. we were family, and yeah. Um, yeah. we're so grateful. We're so, so, so grateful. So am I. <laughs> With her and, and, and your what she's fans, done yeah. for us, really. Yeah, yeah. So you got through that. Uh, you weathered the storm mm -hmm. there because that was. I know that was a rough it was, time. It was the biggest blessing, though. Yeah. I mean, really, I I don't know what this person or whatever what they were trying to achieve, but in in the end, they really um, pushed us to. Yeah. To get to the next level which i think andrew and i were hesitant we were scared we didn't know how to go about it we didn't know whether it was something we really wanted to pursue like full-time it's um, a lot it was, of work it's a I lot mean, of anybody work in barbecue doing it the way we do it knows like it's mm -hmm. not easy not easy like i had a nice desk job you know <laughs> like I, it's mentally draining but it's different you know yeah and uh so yeah, so we were we were comfortable, and it was just, but that just wasn't what I wanted to do, and so. So they helped us. Yeah, they helped us. In the us, end, yeah. they, I, I thank them in a sense. Yep. You know, thank you for making you know such a really small part of our journey a little difficult. Yep. Because if it wasn't for them, it w we wouldn't have had, I think, that push, or it would have taken us. A little longer sure. to maybe you know take that leap and, and dive into the next yeah, step. Yeah. So, in yeah. A sense, whoever they are, if they are listening, if they ever do listen, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, it's taking you to where you are now, right? Absolutely. So now you have this huge following. Um, you've just recently started a, a kind of a residency at at, mm -hmm. at a place we'll jump right into now. But um, you know, how how did uh, the whole smorgasbord come around and all of that smorgasbord yeah uh, uh, so smorgasbord has been around three years now i think yeah i think it's about three and years and when we first so we weren't even doing pop-ups you yeah. know back then when it first started we were just foodies and i saw i saw it uh so, because of eater la i think it was either facebook or instagram and i thought man this is so cool look at all these like it's from new York, vendors yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know they're they're outside and they're serving all kinds of cool food and so what is is it 
Kind of like a... It's like an outdoor food... It's like an uh, open-air food open market. Open-air food market. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not, not really a farmer's market, just, you know, exactly what you just said. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a food market outside. And uh, I found out that it first started in New York, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, how cool that we have something like that now here in Los Angeles. Let's go check it out. And one Sunday, we uh, uh, took the kids and we were walking by. And we thought, man, this is so cool. We're so lucky to have something like this down in downtown. Yeah. And so close to home because it's only a few miles from where we live. And I remember thinking to myself, like, God, wouldn't it be so cool to, like, if we were to ever get into, like, the food biz to, like, work here? And how do you go about that? You know, how do how do you get selected to, mm-hmm. to be one of the vendors here? And, and I just remember thinking that and leaving feeling grateful that we had something like that in L.A. And then when we started to do the pop-ups, I guess they have this thing called Barbecue Day that they do once a year. They heard about us because of Eater L.A., the article that they had written, and they invited us. And I was just like speechless, like, oh my God. I remember walking through here thinking like, how cool it would be if we were in the food industry like doing that to do that to be here and (laughs) now they've extended an invitation yeah and uh without hesitation we were like we're in barbecue day yes yes Mm -hmm. morgensburg and we did uh how many events before we started full-time probably like four so we did two at smorgasbord two at smorgasbord in downtown two barbecue days Uh and then we did two in santa monica Uh before we fully committed to so we've done like more five times because we did just the standalone uh barbecue day was just like a one-day deal Mm -hmm. and uh and then they invited us back at the end of the year or like february or march um this was all right before we got shut down Mm -hmm. we did the one in santa monica on the pier yeah on the pier and then we did a barbecue again 2018 2018 we did it uh, they extended it to two weekends. Yep. So we did it. Oh, that's right. Two back weekends, and it was just like the reception we got, like the crowd, the lines were just insane. Crazy. I was um, there. I, it, I couldn't believe that. Uh, I mean, there's so just to paint the picture, there's a lot of little, you know, it's just like little uh, pop-up tents, mm-hmm. all the yeah, all the way around, and there's. You know all different kinds of food and you guys by far had the longest lines it was just it wrapped all the way around and it was all day Mm -hmm. until y'all ran out and i think you guys are probably one of the main reasons why they had it again the next week because there was just so many people there and they Mm -hmm. wanted moves so i was lucky enough that that they said it was their uh barbecue days year two and year three were their biggest days of the year oh really yeah no it, it was amazing great event and uh after that i'm like god these yeah. these guys cannot miss there you, you guys are doing such an awesome job so um so you talked about your fat stack smoker which fat stack is uh is uh, a local uh pit maker here out in sun valley and, yeah. out in sun valley and i'm gonna chat with him hopefully very soon. And then you also got another pit built for you by uh, El Cucaracho. Talk to us about those pits. Uh, yeah, I love those pits. I love both. I love pretty much every single pit that I've had. But yeah. The new ones, I mean, they're just, you know, they're a little bit bigger. They're, they're exactly how I wanted even my first pit to be, uh, the one that I tried to build. Um, it's very, very simple. It has the horseshoe handles, uh, kind of like a, a lot, very similar to like the original mill scale ones that they built for Aaron back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's I, rustic and it's it has, rustic. A, lot it has a lot of character. It has a lot of character. The patina, like um, 
when when we were uh, when we ordered it, Dennis was just like, I can have like all the paint blasted off for yeah. you. He's like, you can have it clean. He's like, I don't paint them. He's like, but you, it'll be ready for a shop if you want to do that. Like, and we it was don't just want like, that. Nah. It's like <laughs> you know, they look. I like black pits too. They look real clean and sleek. But, oh yeah. But I just like the character that you know a patina pit has. It has like a story. Like it's been, you know, they've been around 20, 30 years, and you know, it's a whole new life for the smoke. These tanks, they're smokers now. Yeah. And they have a whole new purpose. You know. Um, so we're just like, no, we want to keep them original patina. If you can find us green tanks, even better, because our first one was green. Yep. And a lot of people don't really have the green. It's usually silver, white, or like a beige. And he tried his best to find them, but the, the, the green tanks weren't in the best condition. So he got his white ones, and uh, and I'll, I'll play to the green. He put us like real nice green stacks. Yeah, those are um, beautiful. <laughs> it looks awesome. But yeah, we couldn't be happier with them. Uh, they're heavy. They're like 5,000 pounds. Uh, I had to get a truck to pull them. Uh, we were renting U-Hauls for like uh, three, four months. Whew, you know, moving them, and it was just uh, yeah. <laughs> a U-Haul bill was more than a car payment. So yeah. So before we committed to smorg, it was just like, well, we're going to do smorg. One, we need bigger smokers. Uh, because it didn't make sense to do smorgasbord with just a single 500 because yep. we wouldn't maximize our opportunity and then just the overhead and expense to do smorgasbord every week mm -hmm. um, you know it wouldn't be worth it for us so um, so we ordered the smokers they were built we got them uh, they didn't really need much the, the learning curve was pretty easy on them because I had learned uh, you know much smaller smokers and worked my way up and then these they had they have insulated fireboxes uh, so once those things are up and running, like they hold temperature, like I have a little bit more uh, uh, time in between uh, checking the temps to run into the kitchen, to prep other stuff, to get stuff ready for later in the day when certain meats come off. Yeah. Um, so it just frees up my time a little bit. It makes the, the cook a little bit more calm down. I don't have to rush it. Um, you know, it just they're just really nice smokers. They cook even from end to end. Uh, the stacks are tall enough, so they draw really nice. If I need to cut it back, you know, it's all different. Every day is different. Your weather's different. Sometimes you have more wind. Sometimes it's dry. Sometimes it's hot. Sometimes it's cold, humid, what what have you. So, so they're just designed for for everything. You just mess with the uh, the baffle on top, and you know, you tune it in for for whatever condition you're in, and. So far, so good. Haven't had any issues with them. I love them. Um, I, I messaged Dennis yesterday that I might need a thousand in the future, uh, <laughs> but who knows? I mean, that could be two thousand side nah, by side, <laughs> right? I can put them in commercials. There you go. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, we're happy with what we have right now. They're great pits. So yeah, we have we have we have. So what are five hundred cent? What are their names? Um, we just call them the twins. The twins, the twins. for now, but we still got to. Uh, so Sheldon's are the twins. So yeah. Uh, so we still have to come up with a different name. Oh, they already know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, he's like, hey, he's like. My he's bad. Like, Sorry, Sheldon. He's like, he's like, I might have to rename my pits, or he said something. Or maybe we do. I mean, he's oh, had the no. first. So. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they look the same. So yeah, people are calling them. And the your twins. first one? Did you have one for your first one? The Las five hundred. Las gemelas. Yeah. Las gemelas. That would be good. Because yeah. The That's first twins one, in Spanish. The first yeah. ones were, uh, the first one was Leona. Leona. Uh, I don't I know remember. how that Bert named that one. Um, yeah. So I, I, he told me what it was a reference to, but uh, he named it Leona, and then the name was perfect for it. And then he ended up getting his 750, and Leona was so perfect, he couldn't think of a better name for his pit, so it doesn't have a name yet either. <laughs> uh, at least not that I know of. But um, yeah, so the, the two 500s are still nameless. Yeah. So now you guys are tearing it up at Smorgasbord. Mm -hmm. uh, you've had uh, now about uh, three or four uh, showings there. 
I think we're going into week six. Week six. It would have been week six. It's okay. Technically five week week uh, week five, which would have been Super Bowl Sunday, got canceled because mm-hmm. of flooding and rain. We yep. relocated um, and still had our pop up and still was yeah. were able to. Um, we, we were able to move everything right. we had. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It so it's our fifth. Smart. It's our actual fifth week there. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so to go there, I know it was a big. It's a big undertaking because there's a lot mm-hmm. more people uh, from all. All walks of life that maybe are not even interested in barbecue, but they walk by and see the line and get in line because mm-hmm. they see all that. So uh, your operation is much bigger. Did tell us about your crew now? I mean, I think you yeah. have much bigger. Crew. So before we committed to it, like once we did barbecue day, mm-hmm. uh, we tried to do smorgasbord like in the past, and um, I think there was another barbecue vendor that was supposed to come, and it didn't work out. You know, LA offsets and you know, having to do it at our commissary kitchen makes it a little bit more challenging a little more costly so it mm-hmm. wasn't worth it for them to come so um and they were from texas so um so fast forward you know even like six months after barbecue day uh, we'd seen zach here and there at a couple of different events and zach's the general manager for smokers Bar. okay and he was just like you guys he's like let's do it like <laughs> you know like i know you guys are doing these pop-ups every couple of weeks but he said he would he's say like, when i you want you guys stop here he's like when you guys he's like when you guys are done being lazy <laughs> you know i want you at smokers every weekend like you know it's not that easy to get in He's like, but if you guys want to do it, like you guys are one of the few uh, that I'll just let you in, like no problem. Like he wanted us or Bert, like Trudy's. Yeah. Uh, but Trudy's was doing his own thing. He was going to open the slab. Yep. So he wasn't going to do it. And um, so finally, after the last barbecue day, we Michelle and I had talked more about just doing this more full time. Yeah. And certain things that work led up to that, and it was just like, all right, cool. Like, well, we can do it now if we want to. There's certain things we needed to get first, so yeah. we needed to get a larger smoker. Yeah, um, we got that. Feed, yeah, we got that, and we also needed to grow our team. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we knew that, you know, with the lines that we've had in the past with Smorg, um, with just one slicer and one cashier, it just wasn't gonna fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, before uh, 2019 came, we got together and and. Uh, we started meeting with interviewing some some friends and some people that were mm-hmm. interested and and uh, now we have two slicers and we have two cashiers and mm-hmm. we still have one line but you know we just take um, it, it forks off the it two forks off, right, right. right. So, um, um, and the the process is a lot a lot smoother um, yeah. it's a lot better um, we get through the line a lot quicker and uh, the service we have an amazing team yeah Their customer service is fantastic really good down-to-earth guys that are slicing meat um, they know what they're doing and um, they love it they love yep. they love Texas barbecue they were yeah they're barbecue fans to begin with right. um, they would a couple of them uh, well like Dave we met him at Howland Ray, so he's a foodie in general. He has yep. his own uh, Instagram page all about, you know, different food in L.A. Mm-hmm. And his handle is at Goldline at LA. Goldline LA. And Great guy. So he was a supporter from day one. He came to our backyard pop-ups and, you know, over his, time we just became friends. And yeah. friends. His uncles and, and we had mutual, cousins. like, distant friends just from high school, all yeah. in the same area. Yep. And, um... So when we told him we were going to do this, and we asked him if he wanted to to, to be part of the every weekend team, he was like, "Hell yeah!" So yeah, he's awesome. not he's not on the cutting board yet, but he helps us prep. So he's like behind the scenes. Uh, he'll come in on a he comes Tuesday, to the or he comes for sure every everything. Friday. Like even you know chopping, washing the dishes. He's even helped us a few times trim uh, trim the brisket. Yeah. and he's uh, he's been great. 
So great. he's not too big time for that, you know. He's such a humble guy, you <laughs> he's know. A very such humble a, guy. And he helps us so trim. He helps. Him he helps Michelle with the sides, and then yeah. when they're done with that, he'll jump over and help me with uh, the sausage. So, like, you know, as I'm, we'll sort the brisket trimmings. He'll help me trim off the bad fat, sort yeah. it, put the good fat in there, and then we grind it. So, uh, yeah, right. he, he helps out a lot. Uh, makes my job easier. Makes Michelle's job like, a lot yeah. easier. Yeah. And then on Sundays, we have uh, Dan, a shark man Dan on shark Instagram. Shark man Dan. And Adam, with Adam complains on Instagram. Yep. Uh, they both cut, so... Um, I cut too. I try to cut for at least an hour. Um, I try to start it or at least jump in in the middle and give one of those guys a break. Um, so if, I, if our, we cook sausage on site, um, it takes about an hour, a little mm -hmm. more sometimes. But uh, so if I don't get it done before we start, uh, Adam will start on the slicing board and then I'll just make sure the sausages get done. I'll pull them off and then once everything, nothing's really cooking and we're just kind of using the smoker to maintain temps. Um, I'll jump back on the board and cut for like an hour. But, you know, I'm a little tired because I was up most of the night yeah. cooking the night before. Yeah, so. and that's what's helped, I think, to improve the lines. But before, it was Andrew doing the entire cook. Yep. Then, you know, little to no sleep. Then we would show up for the event, wherever that would be, and he'd be the only one there slicing all the food he was up all night preparing. And um, it was hard, hard, yeah. very, very hard on him, mentally, physically. Um, and now we have these... Um, two gentlemen that joined us and and they come in and they're fresh with a good eight hours of sleep and and they're ready to rock and roll they're ready yep. to come in and work and uh they get to it and they yeah. get they yeah, get we going yeah we've been there there's gonna be week week six of consistent yeah. pop-ups but the first week they came you know obviously they don't know our process so we didn't know our process either with new people so it just right. all right well let's all do this and then we got you know we set up took us a little longer than we probably wanted that first week but then week two, like, they just remembered everything we did, and we were set up, Fast our booths were good, sure. yeah. everything was good to go, like, within 30 minutes, and I was just like, oh, damn, this is nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so we it's, have been, them. it's been really good. We have my father-in-law and uh, Andrew's dad, who helps him, too. He helps him now through the cook as well, mm -hmm. kind of manage the fires and whatnot, which is, I think, is fantastic, because it gives them some really nice father-son bonding time. Oh, yeah. Um, I've gotten to, I've gotten to get pretty close. To, it's Harvey, Harvey, right? Yeah, Harvey. <laughs> I always call him Pops, you know. And uh, yeah, he's he's such a good guy. He's a great man. Yeah, yeah. We and, mainly uh, talk trash to each other all night, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's good. I like having him there. I know he's not going to be able to help me forever, so yeah. If, if he says he's good for five years, so if I can get him for five years, I'll be happy. There with you that. go. And uh, you know, hopefully within that five years, we'll jump off from small to something bigger. Uh, yeah, that's our goal. That's uh, our goal. Yep. Yeah, I mean. And we were talking before we even started recording about how you look so fresh out there now. You know, sometimes you were worn down. And, yeah. mm -hmm. and you see it in a lot of these pitmasters and everywhere because you guys work hard. That was yeah. my biggest worry yeah. as, as a wife, you know, seeing him juggle the full-time job Monday through Friday, just mentally draining the stress from from that job and and uh, his the barbecue for him has always been his, his outlet, his yeah. fun. But that can also drain you yeah mm -hmm. completely mentally but you know sure. physically as well and he would i would see him after the pop-ups he'd go into work on monday like a zombie you know like just struggling and i would worry you're familiar with that because yeah. you work with brett and well you, said I, you would see him like i would see him all the yeah. time yeah. i would i would go to his events and and uh, sometimes he would come into work after yeah. <laughs> after doing a and it's rough. A competition, yeah. and this guy was just worn out, eyes bloodshot, and just, you they know. They have that look. Yeah, right? they have this look. They have this look. 
I'm like, and I would go sometimes to his events, and whenever they'd start cleaning up, I would fold up my chair and grab my cooler and sneak out. <laughs> like, I gotta go to work tomorrow. That's too much work. I didn't sign. I came yeah. to eat. Yeah, drink yeah. some beer. But uh, no, that's that's awesome. Um, so let's let's kind of jump into the menu. I mean, okay. So you guys, oh yeah, all this talk about barbecue. Yeah, right? talk about all this talk about yeah. barbecue, right? And um, you know, the first time from the first time I went, I was like, oh heck yeah, I found I found my Texas barbecue. The brisket's amazing. The ribs. You guys now do um, in-house sausage mm-hmm. and your uh, jalapeno cheddar, which is pretty common in, in a lot of barbecue joints. Yours is my favorite of all time. The jalapeno cheddar is the it's best. Delicious. And uh, now you have a verde uh, sausage that's uh, it's a pork and is it a mix of pork and beef? It's all pork. It's, it's all, all pork. pork. Yeah. Okay. It's an all pork. Yeah, so we wanted something all pork and all. I mean, there, it's all hog casings, yeah. but the inside product we wanted one just separate, like one all pork, one all beef. Hopefully, eventually we'll do one with a blend because those are really good too. Yeah. Uh, but maybe just like a Texas hot gut, something like that, with no cheese in it. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. And and your sides are incredible. So let, let's talk about them. So the traditional brisket and everything's mm-hmm. all traditional mm-hmm. Texas style, right? Yeah. Salt, pepper. Salt, pepper. Uh, the ribs, too. Salt, pepper. A little mm-hmm. bit of paprika for color. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and a couple other little spices, but nothing crazy. Nothing yep. that's going to throw it off or be like, oh, that's not Texas barbecue. We, we try to keep it as true as possible. And even yep. a lot of those guys out there, they don't all just use salt and pepper. So. Oh, yeah. 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 I like that, you know, some of them do a little a hint of uh, sugar, you know, brown sugar mm-hmm. to make it a little sweet. Yeah. And some, you know, some are straight up savory. Yeah. We started doing a glaze on our pork ribs just to give it that little. Oh, yeah bit of difference you haven't tried it with the glaze yet i haven't yet uh, i haven't yet but i know yeah. the switch does i'm wearing their hat today uh, yeah yeah and, and like <laughs> i was just really turned on by the glaze when i went to pinkerton's like yeah those ribs are if you have you had them i have not i have not uh they're amazing. delicious yeah yeah, well, that's yeah, on my list for sure. Some of my favorite ribs out there, and uh, I was just like, man, we got to figure out how to do some type of glaze, you know. And Michelle has the a light glaze, yeah, nothing crazy. We don't sauce them, but it's just a light glaze. We finish them like that. Yeah. And Michelle has a crazy palate, so I'll bring her something, and she was just like, I, I could do something similar, you know. Yeah. And so like she'll just go into the lab and she'll uh, like, try this. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so Michelle, your sides, I mean, some of my favorite sides, that uh, I had never had esquita at a barbecue joint, and uh, your esquita is just, that's that's my favorite. I Thank love you, I love it. I've been sad a couple of times that I've showed up and it, there's not any more. It just flies. Oh, it's not on the, yeah, that's always on the menu now. Yeah. Even yeah. when it's not in season and we have to pay more for the cases. Yeah, I've been, it's just yeah, like, I've, I've been able to find, even when it's not in season, just finding resources that uh, will carry elote no matter what yeah. year round yeah. so. and that's a little bit of the of your culture right the california culture because yeah. you don't really you, well for a while you didn't really see a whole lot of that in in texas really i never really saw an esquite that really? out in in texas now that you're making it out here um it's so typical here yeah. especially where 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 we're from this part of la where Andrew and I are from the east side, mm-hmm. and uh, there's, you know, tacos everywhere, yeah. and then you have the elotero coming by in his little we were car. Chilling, with we're the, chilling in the house, and you hear the horn, or uh, yeah, the elotes, down the street. Or tamales, and you know, so. We just walk outside and, you know, yeah. and on the, that we on grew the spot. Up, we, Love it. Something that I grew up with since I was a little girl, you mm-hmm. know, you hear the, the elotero outside, and, you know, you'd rush out there, and 
call mom to bring out her change. And oh yeah, that's starting to get to my hood too. Yeah. Out of Corona, uh, the other day I was at a soccer event with my daughter. She was playing soccer, and then Lotero came by. I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah, hi, and everybody runs to him. You know, he's got all the good stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. A lot of the influences from this area. What are some of your other sides that, that you do that are maybe some of your favorites? Uh, our beans. So our beans have. Uh, I grew up on eating either pinto or Peruvian beans. Yep. And so I, I'm more of a Peruvian bean fan girl. <laughs> They're a little more to my taste and uh, liking. And uh, so I, we do that style of bean and add some spices and keep yeah. it up with some chilies. And we add some chopped brisket and we, we, we do some fun stuff. <laughs> we do calabacitas every oh, once in a yeah, while. Oh, yeah, those were so good. At Smorgasbord, now that, so when we were doing breweries, we were selling larger portions, bigger portions of people were coming and they were just coming only to eat at Moon's. At Smorgasburg, I feel a little bit more limited with my sides because there's so many other options. People come and they want more of a smaller portion of food and maybe not so many sides because they want to maybe try other other booths. Um, But I like to kind of switch it around. I usually keep it about three to four sides tops to not make it too confusing, not make it um, too com- complex for the customer, and at the same time, so that I don't get bored. Yeah. I kind of like to like flip it around every once in a while. And that's how I see how, you know, what's popular, what right. the customer likes. Did, yeah. did they like that? If they did, I'll bring it back and do more of it, that sort of stuff. I love following your, your page separate from even moves because yeah. you do a lot. You do a lot of creative stuff mm-hmm. that's really good. I, I remember you were cooking something one day. I'm like, man, I wish they had an extra room to rent that I could do <laughs> it. She gets all the cool, the cool followers that I, we yeah. don't even get on, on the moves. <laughs> yeah, so. But I don't have the followers that I'm like, yeah. yeah. like, I've been messaging no like APL for like months, and she's like, oh yeah, he follows me. You want me to reach out to you? <laughs> <laughs> like, get out of here. No, I, yeah, so what is that handle? So if people want to see some of your recipes there. So it's called Cooking Con Amor, and that right. means cooking with love. Yeah. And I believe that that is the most important ingredient in yeah. any cooking. If you don't love what you're making and if you don't put your heart and soul into it, then it's just not Yeah. It's just not going to come out that great. So Well, keep doing what you're doing cuz I love watching uh Thank you, everything man. that you're cooking there. Some good stuff. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Um so what's next for you guys? I mean, I know you just started this whole smorgasbord, mm-hmm. um but if you were like to look down the road and it was an ideal situation where would you be maybe 12 months from now or maybe beyond what what would you like to see uh i mean hopefully it's it's within 12 months but who knows i mean i think it's not a secret our next goal is to try to find a a permanent location brick and Mm -hmm. mortar location but at the same time there's a lot of competition and the la food scene is just crazy so if you find an ideal space you know chances are 10 or 15 other people are, are already looking at it, it too yeah <laughs> so so there's those challenges but i you know and then the other challenges we want to try to keep it as far to the east uh, to the east side as possible yeah you know it's where we grew up it's what we know and why not open up something here yeah so uh so yeah so i think that's our next step so i think we think Together with Autobahn, we think Smorgasbord is a really good jump off for us because it gives us more exposure to, you know, all these different food people that we would have never, that maybe wouldn't have come to our pop-ups at a brewery because maybe they're just not big beer people. More. Mm-hmm. So it's just a market geared towards food. And uh, so we've, we're going to do that for as, you know, as long as we need to. 
and uh, and hopefully that will put us into the to the next step of it's opening a great a brick spot and mortar. for us too because we're able to use our offsets there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that know, was that, another that big was plus. the biggest that was kind of pushed us like it makes sense to do smorgasbord mm-hmm. because so like rewind it like even a couple months ago right. to the last barbecue day um one of our haters again called our kitchen and uh was like asking pretending they were us and we're like oh like well i just got shut down and i want to use my smoker at a place and they gave our story to the owner and the owner <laughs> was just like uh, it sounds like someone i know but oh you know give me your name your business and they wouldn't so she was like i can't help you we talked to her and then uh, I played him a video of who I thought it was and she was like, yeah, that's the person. So mm. most people know who it is. So fast forward like through that week and it was just like, how department started calling? And so we had more issues again. And uh, and so they this helped was, us yeah, again because because yeah. then I didn't, I, we wouldn't settle for the answers they were giving us. And we were calling uh, other barbecue friends that we have who are doing something similar that we're doing smorgasbord that weekend. And uh, they like, they, are you guys having any issues? And no, nobody was having an issue. And they're like, no, they gave us a help from it. They know how we're cooking. And so they're like, you need to talk to these people. So we reached out to the head of the department for that manages what we're doing. Like mm-hmm. that type of, it's called like specialty. It doesn't fit in your regular box. So, right. uh, so we reached out to that person and they gave us a green light. We got an email. So now we've been good. So once we got that, it was just like, well, perfect. We can do this at Smorgasburg. We can bring our smokers. We don't have to hide them. It's we like, don't have any issues. Yeah, we don't have to play this hide and seek game. Let's just do it. You so know? let's do it. So that's the one reason why we wanted to do Smorgasburg also is because we can bring our smokers. We can, you know, let people know how we're doing it, what we're cooking on. And, uh, and, and so next is to try to find a city in LA that will let us do the same thing mm-hmm. uh, with our offsets and if we need to enclose it we need to enclose it or if we need to get a different smoker on a trailer with an enclosure mm-hmm. uh, something like that then you know we we'll can work at least, towards it we can yeah. work towards that but that's our goal and uh, it doesn't matter how long it, it takes and if we can't do it, do it. Uh, <laughs> if we can't do it the way we want at least we know we tried our best to yeah. do it that way right. but I don't think that'll stop us I think yeah. we'll just switch over to uh, like a big oiler pit, you know, yeah. something, some JR, something like that, yep. um, uh, if we have to. But you know, the, hopefully we don't. <laughs> every team, every single type of pit gives you a different flavor profile, sure. and so, uh, I mean, I've had corkscrew, and it's amazing. Like they put on amazing product, and they use two JRs mm-hmm. uh, oiler pits. So uh, I know that if you work at it, you can get the results you want on any type of pit. Yeah, but there'll be a different learning curve. Uh, so, um, so our goal is offsets in a restaurant, brick and mortar on the east side, eventually. Uh, and if the offset doesn't work, then we'll we'll go with the, with an yeah. oiler. But uh, either way, that's yeah, that's our that's our next goal. Well, I know you'll get there because you guys are relentless. I think uh, all these pushes, folks trying to push you to give up and close shop, and you guys just get better and better. And I think Smorgasbord. There's been so many businesses that have come out of Smorgasbord mm-hmm. that are now huge businesses, yes. right? Yeah, it's and, a great opportunity for to start up because. It's relatively inexpensive com- consider- compared to just jumping right into a brick and mortar. And then yep. if it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't go on, you, you know, you lose a lot more money. Yep. Whereas if you're at Smorgasbord, there's 70 other food vendors there that if they're not putting out good food, they're not going to stick around very long. So it's a very good uh, test market. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, we can do pop-ups everywhere and we're the only one there. So mm-hmm. if we have a following, people are going to come and we, you know, usually we would usually do pretty good. But if you're at Smorg and there's so much other food there and you're not cutting it, then you'll learn really quickly that, well, maybe I need to go back to the drawing board. So, right. Uh, and for us, so knock on wood, we've been, we've been fortunate, fortunate enough to maintain our lines. And, and we're so grateful And move for our it. product and see people on a weekly basis. So, yep. yeah. I wish you the very best. I know that you'll, uh, you'll achieve your goals. You're a, 
a hardworking, well-loved by everyone that knows you. You're a small family, two little boys, little Moo, Andrew, and uh, Diego. And, Diego. and uh, you guys are just hardworking people trying to trying to make people smile with your food, and, and you're definitely doing it. So I wish you the very best. Um, glad to call you my friends. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we close, um, would you like to, um, or what? What advice would you give somebody that's just starting to do pop-ups? Because there's a lot of people in California mm-hmm. that are just starting out because mm-hmm. this this is a big wave. You guys kind of are at the front of this wave, right? With you and Trudy's and, and Horn. Yeah, and a barbecue. Yeah, 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 yeah with this whole barbecue scene. Uh-huh. So what would you, what maybe some advice that, uh, that you would give somebody that's just starting out? I say go, just go for it. Don't even think twice. Follow your dreams, follow your instincts. Just jump in, right? Just jump in. I Don't mean, that's, do it. I mean, don't do it because it's a trend, you know, or do just it for the money. Cause, for yeah, the money. it'll fizzle fast. It's not yeah. easy. Uh, do it because you love it. Even if it's not barbecue, you know, anything for those same reasons. Yeah. But, um, anything, yeah. But specifically, if it's barbecue, you're going to have to do it because you love it. Because yeah. you'll find out really quick when you're up every weekend, you know, cooking for 16, 18 hours that it's it's fun. But the fun dies off a little bit when it's raining and yeah. you're freezing your ass off outside or it's like 105 and you're sitting next to a smoke box that's like four or five hundred degrees you know uh, yeah <laughs> it's one thing to have a a big pit in your garage uh-huh. or or in your driveway yeah but lighting it up and working those 14 hours or 16 yeah. hours or whatever overnight that's, that's a big difference some yeah. people some yeah. people so can't do, do it do if you love it and you're just you find yourself over you know if you have your day job and you find yourself you know on you know barbecue blogs or whatever just like researching these people if you really love it you're really passionate about it whether you're in LA or any other state like just do it because you love it Uh, don't cut corners Um, very important if you don't have an offset who cares you know use what you got use it to the best of your ability nobody cares you know just do the best that you can with what you have and if you're putting out good stuff if, you, if your heart's in it, then people will show up. Yeah. And yeah. always remember, I think it's so important. Um, you can't please everyone. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I think that's in the beginning, it was really hard for us because, you know, we got a lot of, you know, people were upset that our lines were too long. We weren't moving You can't faster. just read Aaron Franklin's book and make barbecue. Yeah. We would get a lot of negative feedback, you know, and everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. You have to start small. Just kind of have some thick skin. You have to bit. have thick yeah. skin. And there was a lot of times where I was just like, damn, well, why are we doing this? Maybe we're not doing it right. And maybe people are, you know, maybe they're right. Maybe we're just still like, we don't know what the hell we're doing. We're just kind of figuring it out. And I think it's really important to get back in and say, no, you know what? I'm still figuring it out yeah. and I'm doing the best that I can and I'm still growing and I'm going to grow and get even and bigger. That's my, that's my goal. And, um, you have to just learn to brush it off, yeah. you know, brush it off because the people who really love what you're doing and, and really care about it, they're going to be there to support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And also don't, don't, um, don't take the review so personal. Like right. if you start doing it and yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you could just take it. I always take everything constructively. Yes. So it's just like, all right, well, maybe it's true. Like, if, yeah. if I get more than one person telling me the same thing, okay, well, then let's work on that. Yeah. Let's and then if we solution. figure that out, if they bring up something else, then we'll work on that. So yeah. use it to your advantage, you yep. know, because if it keeps coming up, it's new for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Good advice, yeah, yeah. for sure. And just keep doing it. If you, whether you want to do pop ups or just have fun with it, just mm-hmm. do it. And we have a lot of people email, at least recently, uh, 
because they see us at Smorg, they email yeah, us. Yeah, feel free to email us. us. Like, oh, how'd you guys get going? We're always do it. willing to take uh, the time to help out. We're more than willing to help out. you out. Awesome. Uh, answer any questions if we have the time to do it. Uh, even if we don't respond back for a week or two, it's just sometimes we're just busy, but we definitely do try to get to everybody. We will get so back to you. Don't yeah. be shy. <laughs> I normally like to finish with um, tell us something about you that, that most people don't know, but I think the zit story probably covered. <laughs> 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 yeah. that was, That's it, baby. That was hilarious. <laughs> I think I got a pothole on my nose from that one. It's there forever. All right, and so where where can people find you so we can kind of Every close up Sunday here? we're at Smorgasburg in downtown LA. Downtown and LA. That's at 777 Alameda Street, Los Angeles. Okay. And it, that's the Arts District, it's is the it? Arts District. Okay, Arts District. It's that's called specific. The Row. It's called the Row. Row. Okay. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there now. Okay. There's new restaurants it's really opening easy up there. Get, get to, um, Huge parking structure. Free two hour parking. Okay. It's uh, family friendly. Yep. Um, they have a beer garden too, which is nice to have. You can and, have yeah, some it's beer. It's family with friendly now too, so you can go in there with yeah. your with kiddo your children, and yeah. get a beer. Sit um, down and enjoy your barbecue and your beer. And just uh, if you don't follow us already on Instagram, follow us on Instagram or uh, even sign up to our mailer on our website. Uh, we're just doing Smorgasbord now, but eventually, hopefully by March or April, we'll jump back into breweries okay. and try to do those like on a Thursday, you know, okay. like uh, right before the weekend kicks off. That gives us enough time to still prep for Smorgasbord on Sunday. And your handle on Instagram is? Uh, at moosecraftbarbecue.com. All together? Oh, sorry. Moosecraftbarbecue.com is our website, and at moosecraftbarbecue is our okay. Instagram handle. All right. Well, thank you very much. Again, good luck to you. I can't wait to uh, get back out there and eat some more barbecue. Can't wait to have you we'll back. We'll see you Sunday. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah? <laughs> All right. All thank right. you, guys. Thank Happy you. crushing. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the iCrush Barbecue Show. Remember, if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a comment, and share with your friends. You can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at iCrushBBQShow. Don't forget to tag us with all your favorite pics. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, happy crushing. Happy crushing.